Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Wednesday, March 9th, 2022. I am Dave Biddle flying solo on today's show. I am not wearing green because of Michigan State. I'm wearing green because of Wright State. Wright State going dancing. Uh, Very proud of the Wright State Raiders. I went to college at both Ohio State and Wright State, so it was cool to see them advance to the NCAA tournament with a win in the Horizon League Championship game last night. But you guys don't want to hear about that. You want to hear about Ohio State football. Let's get to it. It was a huge day yesterday. Uh, First day of spring ball for the Buckeyes. Roughly the first 30 minutes of practice was open. Um, Obviously, they're not hitting or anything. And when we're there, we're seeing the beginning of practice. We're seeing, like, stretching. We're seeing very light drills. So not a lot to glean as far as who's looking good. Although the coaches told us uh, a few things. We'll get to that in a little bit. Because we got a chance after practice to meet with Ryan Day, Jim Knowles, and Kevin Wilson. So that was huge. First day of spring ball, got to watch some practice, got to interview the head coach and both coordinators. Great stuff there. Let's get into all of it. Let's start off with uh, a position change. Uh, Mitchell Melton, maybe a guy some of you guys have forgotten about. Mitchell Melton uh, had been a a linebacker at Ohio State, had been injured his first two years in the program. Kid, very productive uh, player in high school, young man out of Maryland. um, And I was in that 2020 class for Ohio State that was ranked number five in the country. Like I said, missed his first two years due to injury. He's fully healthy now, and he's now moved to defensive end, giving them some extra depth there. Uh, a guy that can rush the passer. He's bulked up to about 245 pounds. So good stuff there. Um, good to, you know, and that's, you know, it's fun to see some of the new guys out there as well. Uh, we got a chance to meet with, you know, some of the new freshmen uh, that enrolled early, uh, you know, about a month and a half ago, but actually see them out there was pretty cool. But uh, Mitchell Melton moving positions was interesting. Um, Ryan Day did mention eight scholarship players will not participate in spring ball. Eight scholarship players in all will not participate in spring ball. Let's go through them in alphabetical order. Jacoby Cowan, Marcus Crowley, Jansen Dunn, Tyler Friday, Josh Fryer, Harry Miller. That's a mystery. We'll get to that in a second. Harry Miller, Lathan Ransom, Mitch Rossi. So those are your eight scholarship guys that are going to miss spring ball. Cowan, Crowley, Dunn, Friday, Fryer, Miller, Ransom, and Rossi. Um, all right, so Harry Miller, I'm sure you guys are wondering, do I know what's going on? I do not know exactly what's going on with them. Ohio State, and frankly, Ohio State doesn't want people to know, so even if I did, I probably wouldn't tell you. Um, but Ohio State, you know, Ryan Day declined to say exactly what's going on. If it was an injury, which it might be, be very easy for him to say it's some type of injury, but I don't want to get specific. So I don't know what's going on with Harry Miller. It was a mystery last year. Um, it continues to be a bit of a mystery, in my opinion. Um, maybe it's nothing, but um, I don't know. Um, we'll see what happens. Um, oh, we've got some uh, some uh, some funny quotes coming in here already. No, I have not had to deal with that. No, it, you know, no, the exact opposite. People now um, run the other way when they see me. What's up from Columbus, Ohio? That's right. I'm, I'm here in Columbus, Ohio as well, the capital city of Ohio. Um, so those are your guys that are out for spring. Okay, young guys that are standing out. Now, Ryan Day said there's a lot of them. You know, he's going to leave some guys out. But some guys that are having fantastic off seasons, 
Three guys in particular that were true freshmen last year. They're entering their second year. Wide receiver Jaden Ballard, corners J.K. Johnson and Jordan Hancock. So that's great to hear. Ryan Day was saying Jaden Ballard, J.K. Johnson, and Jordan Hancock all having huge off-seasons, weight room, getting themselves ready. They look great. Their attitudes are great. They're leaders. Um, so that's great. I, you know, J.K. Johnson and Jordan Hancock are going to need to be the second-team corners most likely. You're going to have, obviously, Denzel Burke and Cam Brown as the starters. They're both returning. Uh, but I think J.K. Johnson and Jordan Hancock are going to be the backup corners, uh, and you need depth there. Those guys are one play away from one of those guys being a starting corner, um, and you're going to need to play three corners at, at, at the same time at times. So um, good to hear that J.K. Johnson and Jordan Hancock are stepping up. And Jaden Ballard, he's a guy that I think maybe is – Flown under the radar. I mean, he was in this class last year with Marvin Harrison Jr. and Emeka Ibuka, and people were like, oh, oh yeah, they also have this Jaden Ballard guy. He was a top 10 wide receiver in the country. <laughs> he was a top 100 player in the country. Um, it's just crazy how well Brian Hartline's been recruiting. Uh, so good to hear that Jaden Ballard, J.K. Johnson, and Jordan Hancock are stepping up. Um, Jim Knowles is incredibly impressive. I think most of you probably know that by now. You've seen his you know, he, he did an interview, what, like last month, maybe about a month and a half ago, and, and he was very, very impressive then. And then yesterday we got a chance to meet with him, and I, I, he just he just knocks your socks off. This is a guy that has his Ph.D. in defensive coordinating, as I like to say. I mean, I asked him a question about how he teaches proper tackling techniques, and he gave like a five-minute insightful answer that you have to see. We have the video on our site on Bucknuts. Uh, we have it on our Twitter feed on Bucknuts. I have it on my Twitter feed. Um, you can check all that out. Uh, our Twitter feed on Bucknuts, many of you are watching it now. It's at Bucknuts247. My Twitter feed is at Dave Biddle. Um, Jim Knowles is extremely impressive. And he begins the press conference talking about his philosophy with tackling. He says, you do not have to practice tackling guys to the ground in practice to be good tacklers. In fact, he doesn't. They do, do not practice tackling to the ground in practice. The Jim Knowles philosophy is he does not do that. But it's all about taking proper angles, and he really broke it down. It's all about having, you know, hip integrity, basically, and taking the right angles, not going for huge hits, wrapping up, and he teaches rugby-style tackling. I know that's going to make a lot of you happy. A lot of you were wondering, does he, you know, does he preach rugby-style tackling? Yes, he absolutely does, um, and he just, he's just so damn impressive. It's easy to see why Ryan Day pegged him as his head coach of the defense, as, as Ryan Day likes to say, and I love that. I love that there's no ambiguity here where co-coordinators and who's in charge and this guy's... No, Jim Knowles is in charge of the defense. Everybody knows their role. Um, it, it's very, very interesting to hear from him. Um, it was great hearing from Kevin Wilson as well, um, with, with Jim Knowles being the you know the new coach, you know, along with uh, some of the other guys, being the new coordinator and being the, by far the highest paid assistant coach in Ohio State history. Um, it's been very interesting to get to know him, and I think you guys are going to love him. Now, the proof's going to be in the pudding. It doesn't matter how well he does at press conferences. It's going to matter how well he does when Notre Dame comes to town. And uh, when Michigan comes to town uh, to bracket the end of the regular season and every game in between. So um, I think you guys are going to love Jim Knowles. And with him making um, basically $2 million a year, uh, we better love him, right? But I'm telling you, it seems like Ryan Day hit a grand slam home run with that hire. Um, so, so much other stuff. Again, I love that Jim Knowles is into rugby-style tackling. It's not only a safe way to tackle, um, it's the surest way to tackle. In 2014, when Chris Ash brought that to Ohio State, they won the national championship. They also had the least amount of missed tackles in the country. I think Pro Football Focus maybe put that together. It might have been a different site. I'd have to look it up. But there was a, uh, a service that, uh, you know, 
kept track of missed tackles. Ohio State had the least amount of missed tackles, I believe, of Power Five programs that season. It might have just been of you know Division One programs, period. But um, of college football teams that mattered, Ohio State had the least amount of missed tackles in 2014. They won the national championship, and Chris Ash brought that rugby style tackling. Uh, with him. And I don't really think that they've taught that since then. Um, I haven't heard defensive coordinators. Now, I love what Jeff Halfley did, so maybe he did teach it. Um, uh, but whatever Jeff Halfley did was working. I know he had a lot to work with, but uh, Jeff Halfley was fantastic. And I uh, love hearing Jim Knowles is teaching the rugby-style tackling. All right, offensive line. Um, now, Josh Fryer is a guy they really like, but he's missing spring, as I mentioned. Um, it was a freak injury. He got hurt in warm-ups during the Michigan, before the Michigan game. I believe it's a torn ACL. They're not. They don't tell you specifically, but I heard knee. And for him to, you know, get hurt in warmups of the Michigan game and be out for all of spring tells me it might be an ACL. But they still, they still love Josh Fryer. He's entering his third year. He'll be your third year sophomore. Uh, when healthy, Josh Fryer is at least going to be one of the top backups. But the starting offensive line to me is pretty clear at this point. You know, they're not going to etch anything in stone right now, but. Um, you know, Ryan Day said Paris Johnson Jr. is the left tackle right now. He's taking the first team reps. No surprise there. That's his natural position. So I think the starting offense, offensive line to me is pretty clear. Paris Johnson Jr. left tackle, Matt Jones at left guard, Luke Whipler at center. And then you got the DJs on the right side. You got uh, Donovan Jackson at right guard, and you've got Dewan Jones at right tackle. And man, I mean, Kevin Wilson could not talk up Donovan Jackson enough. They said he came in like a grown man as a true freshman, very athletic for an offensive lineman. So they're very bullish on Donovan Jackson there at right guard. And Matt Jones and Donovan Jackson could switch sides. But what you're going to have this year is guards playing guards, not tackles playing guards. So I like that. I think you guys are going to love that. And again, Josh Fryer is a guy that can also help out there. He can play tackle. Josh Fryer can play guard. Um, Kevin Wilson also mentioned that Matt Jones is the backup center right now. So if something happens, they bring somebody else in at guard. If something happened to Luke Whipler, they'd move. Uh, Matt Jones over to center, bring somebody else in at guard. Um, one guy at tackle that you might want to keep an eye on, Zen, Zen Mikowski. Mikowski? Pronouncing his name wrong. Zen Mikowski. Um, all six foot eight of them. Young man out of Indiana. Late bloomer. Went from about 215 pounds going into his junior year to now he weighs about 315 pounds. And Kevin Wilson singled him out. Sounds like Zen Mikowski will be on the uh, too deep uh, at tackle there, and maybe we'll be a future starter uh, when some of these current guys um, go uh, move on to the NFL eventually. So that's a guy to keep an eye on, redshirt red freshman Zen Mahowski. Again, I'm probably butchering his last name, but you guys know who I'm talking about. Um, and hopefully I'm not butchering his last name. That would be great. Um, some more notes here. Uh, Jim Knowles absolutely loves Court Williams and Ronnie Hickman. I mean, loves them. I mean, he could not gush enough about Court Williams and Ronnie Hickman. And keep in mind, this is just based on what he saw on film and what he's seen in the weight room, their leadership. He hasn't even really coached them on the field yet, other than yesterday, which was, again, first day. You're just out there, you know, um, it's really just fundamentals. You're not in full pads. Uh, he loves Court Williams and Ronnie Hickman. He said Ronnie Hickman has everything I want in a safety. <laughs> I mean, Pretty strong words there. And they're going to start three safeties in this defense. You know, one of them is basically a slot corner. That's going to be Tanner McAllister, in my opinion. And then it sounds like the other two safeties will be Court Williams and Ronnie Hickman. And then, of course, Josh Proctor will be in the mix when he's healthy. I mean, there's just no doubt about that. Josh Proctor um, will be in the mix and probably will be a starter. Josh Proctor's completely healthy. Yeah, I think he's going to be a starter. But they'll, they'll rotate some guys. But those are your four main guys, including Proctor. McAllister, the transfer from Oklahoma State who Jim Knowles says is basically an extension of him on the field. Um, he's going to be that slot guy. And then Ronnie Hickman, 
Sounds like he's going to be more of that free safety, middle safety. Um, and then Court Williams is going to be that kind of traditional strong safety. They call it the boundary safety or the bandit. Boundary safety or bandit. Court Williams, um, he's the guy that I thought really came out at the end of last year. They call him the hardest worker on the entire team. Ryan Day calls him the, the hardest worker on the entire team. And he mentioned we got a lot of hard workers on the team. You're talking, and you know, that's that'd be a great thing to say if you had a basketball team and the guy's the hardest worker, you know, of the 12 guys on the basketball team. You got 105 guys, and a lot of them are really hard workers. 105 guys, and he's the hardest worker on the team. Court Williams, um, that's one to keep an eye on. So Buckeye's in really good shape at safety. Ryan Day mentioned he thinks they're in really good shape there. Jim Knowles said he loves the depth there. I mean, they have guys right now that played a lot last year that right now I don't think are in the running to play a lot, like Bryson Shaw. Now, maybe he'll prove me wrong, but um, but at least you have good depth there. Uh, they love the depth at linebacker, and Kate Stover is playing linebacker right now. Now, Jim Knowles said, unprompted, he could Kate Stover could morph into the Leo, meaning that hybrid outside linebacker defensive end, and that is huge in the Jim Knowles defense. As you guys, if anybody – you guys have like studied up on Jim Knowles. You know that that you know, Leo or the Jack, whatever you want to call it. Jim Knowles refers to it as the Leo. He used to call it the Jack at Oklahoma State. He's mixed up his terminology a little bit. Um, point of the matter is he needs to find that Leo, and there'll be more than one, but there's going to be a starter, and could be Cade Stover. I think he'd be really good in that role. I think he'd be really good. Probably needs to drop a little weight. You know, he bulked up to be a tight end, uh, but he was moving around really well in the Rose Bowl. He's just a natural football player, former Mister Football in Ohio. Played both ways uh, in high school, and um, you know he's a farm boy. Him and his dad they they sell meat. You know, it, it's Stover Farms, man. Jeremy Ruckert used to always joke about. It. Jeremy Ruckert said, you know, when he gets drafted, he's going to buy half a cow uh, of meat from uh, Stover Farms. So there you go, right out of Mansfield, Ohio, near Mansfield, Ohio. Kate Stover, he's just a hardworking farm boy, and uh, you can tell Jim Knowles likes him. And Jim Knowles says, I got to find a role for him on the defense. So. Um, won't be surprised at all if Kate Stover ends up being that hugely important Leo. And again, they're going to have different guys in there. It won't just be him if he wins that job. But um, he sounds like the safest bet right now. There's some talk Zach Harrison can fill that role. I don't see that. I don't see that. I mean, traditionally, Jim Knowles has used like a 240, 250-pound guy at the most in that role. Maybe even sometimes even a little lighter than that. I mean, Zach Harrison's bulked up to about 275 pounds. I mean, he's going to stay on the D-line. Um, and again, they're going to rotate guys um, all over this defense. Um, and um, one of the great things about a Jim Knowles defense from everything I've studied is highly unpredictable. And one thing we all know from Ohio State's defense last two years, highly predictable. I mean, Oregon could just almost just could you know tell you before the snap what Ohio State was going to do. And it was an absolute joke. And Oregon ended up being a pretty average team. So unbelievable. But Jim Knowles is going to fix that. Um, now. The one thing on offense that they mentioned that that uh, both Kevin Wilson, who is the tight ends coach as well, in addition to being offensive coordinator, and Ryan Day, when I asked him what he's most curious about to see on offense, I thought it might be the offensive line. He said, "Yeah, finding solidifying the offensive line is is definitely you know main order of business." But he mentioned tight end. They've got to you know figure out what they're going to do at tight end. You know, thank goodness Mitch Rossi's coming back for a sixth year, former walk on. And uh, he was put on scholarship last year. I'm assuming he's still going to be on scholarship. They're over right now by about six. So who knows? But I can't imagine they're going to take a scholarship away from him. Sounds like he's going to be the starter, but he's more of a fullback, H-back type. Um, and then the, the second guy out of their mouth was G. Scott Jr. You know, now he, he's, you know, they're, they're, 
they're different types of tight ends for sure, Mitch Rossi and G. Scott. But G. Scott's bulking up. He's over 230 right now. They went and get, get him up to about 235. Um, he's listed at 235, a former wide receiver, of course, entering his third year. Uh, but Kevin Wilson talked him up, says he's got a, a high ceiling. So G. Scott could be a guy that um, still is physical enough to help out as a blocker in the run game. But when he's in there, uh, can also be a receiver. They also have Joe Royer in there, who's entering his third year. Um, another guy that they mentioned is, you know, more of a receiver, but can still help out as a blocker. Um, then they got Sam Hart, who, who they say is more of a traditional tight end, uh, more of a block first guy, but can catch the ball. He's entering his second year. And then the true freshman they have is Bennett Christian, a uh, big guy, big guy coming in about 6'6", 245. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if Bennett Christian can get on the field as a true freshman. He's enrolled early. He's already here. So, um, so tight end, something to keep an eye on. I don't think it's a huge issue. They've used a lot of 12 personnel the last few years. 12 personnel, meaning two tight ends on the field at the same time. I don't think they're going to use as much 12 this year. Um, I just don't see it happening. I think they're going to have, be uh, mostly in 11 personnel. Um, but they've liked using 12, so they're going to use it sometimes. But I just don't see them using it nearly as much as they've used it the last few years. So not a huge issue. I mean, this offense is going to be elite. I did like something Kevin Wilson said, though. And somebody mentioned Ohio State having the best offense in the country. He said, well, statistically – we had the best offense in the country, but we lost two games. You can't lose two games and have the best offense in the country. I was like, that's impressive. It'd be very easy to say, well, we lost two games because of the defense. It's not the offense's fault. We are the best offense in the country. But you're not. He's not going to throw the defense under the bus, but you know what I'm saying. I thought, that was, I thought that was cool, though, because I've called Ohio State the best offense in the country last year. But Kevin Wilson said, no, you know, it's, you know, we're a great stat offense is what he said. But you can't lose two games. You can't lose your rivals. And consider yourself a great offense. I love that. I love that attitude from Kevin Wilson. So, um, so there you go. I appreciate you guys joining me from this uh, on this solo venture of the uh, program. Well, we got one more question. Hold on. What has Proctor done for me to be so bullish on him? Well, I hear you, but everything that I was hearing Rick coming in last year was the lighthead come on for Proc. Um, and and then I saw it early in the year. I thought he was playing like, oh, okay, the light has come on. I know it was two games one and a half games, um, you know, and then he was out for the year. But still, he was looking good to me. I mean, you're right, though. He still needs to prove it. But he's going to be in the mix of healthy, no doubt about it. I mean, he was a starter last year. They were very bullish on him last year. So that's why I would say that um, I am bullish on Proctor, if healthy, coming off that broken leg. But it sounds like he's going to be okay. In fact, Proctor's even out there doing a little bit in spring right now. He's not going to be doing anything that is full go. But uh, he is out there. All right. Uh, yeah, I agree. I agree, Rick. With Wilson as the position coach, no concerns about tight end. I agree. I mean, it's really, really cool that Ohio State's been able to keep Kevin Wilson around. I mean, his son's on the team, so I'm sure he's he's making over a million dollars. He doesn't have to deal with being the head coach. Um, but I did think by now maybe he would have gotten another head coaching job. I know he's looked at a couple uh, here and there. I don't think he's been, like, you know, highly seeking it out. Um, but for him to be, you know – everything that he's done as an offensive coordinator before coming to Ohio State. And I thought he did a, a solid job as the head coach at Indiana. And for him to still be right, Ryan Day's right-hand man, um, that's that's great for the Buckeyes to have him. And, you know, he is the tight end coach as well. They're in good hands there. And I think we didn't speak with Justin Fry yesterday, but we did speak with him last month. I, that's another one I think Ryan Day knocked it out of the park. Justin Fry as offensive line coach, I have a really good feeling about him. I think that was a great hire. Uh, hey, I appreciate you guys uh, joining me. For the solo venture of the show, uh, get on Bucknuts for full coverage of everything I just talked about and more. Again, I appreciate you guys joining me. Hope everyone has a great day. Mm -hmm.